podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the World Cup Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the World Cup. I'm Mark Smith. These are your World Cup headlines for Tuesday the 22nd of November. England opened their World Cup campaign with a thrilling 6-2 demolition of Iran. The scoreline was no more than Southgate's men deserved. The goals coming from Jude Bellingham, two for Bukayo Saka, Raheem Sterling and substitutes Marcus Rashford and Jack Grealish. Southgate was pleased with his team but disappointed in the goals they conceded. He said, it's a great start but we're going to have to be better. We just lost concentration when we play at a slower tempo, we're nowhere near as effective. Wales drew one all with the USA in their first World Cup game in 64 years. Timothy Weyer gave the USA the lead, but a much-improved second-half performance from Wales led to a deserved equaliser through a Gareth Bale, who else, penalty. Wales face Iran on Friday morning. England are amongst a number of European nations to drop their One Love captain's armbands, designed to promote inclusion and diversity, for the games during this tournament. The original plan had been for captains of a number of teams to wear the armband in support of LGBTQ plus rights in the nation where homosexuality is illegal. However, the threat of the players being given yellow cards as a result was enough for the FA to reverse their decision. And day three of the World Cup marks the beginning of the best part of the tournament, four games a day until Friday next week. Today's games are Argentina versus Saudi Arabia at 10am, Denmark and Israel at 1, Mexico, Poland at 4, and tonight, France versus Australia. Those are your headlines. Okay, let's start with England then. Yesterday on the show, I made a poor prediction in hindsight, but... Ah, look, we still won. I got the I got the result right, just not the score. I say we'd scrape past one nil, maybe two one. Very very happy to be proved wrong. Really good performance, positive from the start against. Genuinely didn't look like it, but genuinely a very durable Iran side. It's an Iran side that beat Uruguay recently, so they're no they're no mugs, and I think we'll see that they're no mugs against Wales and the USA. But for England yesterday, they were really positive on the front foot from the beginning. We switched from three at the back to four. Mason Mount in there floating around a lot more like he does for Chelsea, not playing so rigid with that base of Bellingham and Rice behind him. Brilliant. Uh, Bellingham probably man of the match, but Bukayo Saka becomes the youngest ever England player to score two goals in a single game at a World Cup. Let's talk about Bukayo Saka. Here is Boyd Hilton from the Footballist at the Arsenal podcast. So Bukayo Saka at the World Cup, playing for England. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, what a fantastic start to the tournament for um, him. All Arsenal fans and anyone um, right-thinking person uh, would be absolutely delighted with his contribution. And um, I think for us as Arsenal fans, we regard him as a kind of uh, son figure. Uh, We have a parental uh, love for him, I think. Um, And I think his display for England showed um, how he's improved uh, this season. Playing for Arsenal, he's scoring more goals, he shoots more. Um, he still dribbles fantastically. He's still so difficult to get the ball off if you're a defender. And he never stops working. He never stops trying. Uh, he never stops attacking. And just to see those two goals um, uh, against Iran was fantastic. The second one, absolutely phenomenal. And again, shows how his technique is just getting better and better. Um, there were some brilliant performances all around. Obviously, Duke Bellingham, phenomenal um, particularly. But just to see how happy... Uh, Bukayo Saka was obviously with the 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 ending of the narrative in which he uh, missed that penalty in the Euros, and then in his next competitive game for England, his first World Cup game, he plays so well, 
and his uh, and his man of the match was just a joy to behold. So uh, we just hope he plays in every single game from now on. Obviously, he's undroppable, and um, we'll keep on supporting him and England. That was Boyd Hilton from the Footballist Elite Arsenal podcast. Let's move on to Wales. I worried in that first half for Wales. Uh, I've got to say, um, I think the emotion of the occasion got to them a little bit. The stadium seemed full of Wales fans, and I think that can sometimes be a, a negative a little bit too much pressure on a team at times. And to be fair to USA, they were very good in that first half. I think they ran things uh, in midfield. Weston McKenney looked good. Um, a few players looked good. Actually, even Sergino Dest looked good at right back. And I've not really been a fan of him. But he looked good in that first half. And Wales seemed to wilt a little bit. But second half came out much stronger. They were 1-0 down, but really put some pressure on. Kiefer Moore coming on was a huge change in the game. That directness... The strength and size of him alone just, just meant that any percentage ball going up top was a problem for the USA. Uh, Tim Ream struggled with him, and, and Wales deserved the penalty. They deserved to get back in the game. And we've seen it time after time, haven't we, with, with the Wales national side. They don't give up. They'll never give up, and that's a great characteristic to have. They'll have Iran on Friday morning, I think it is, um, Iran will sit deep. It'll be a tough one for Wales, but why not? And if they win that, then it's down to the England game. So let's see. I tried to get some Wales voices on the show today, but I think they're all hung over. So no luck. Okay, finally then, we've dropped our One Love Captain's Armband campaign. I've got to say, I think this is pathetic. I mean, what is the point in in saying we're going to have a, a protest if we're then just going to ditch it at the first sign of any sort of resistance. Oh, yeah, we were going to protest against the regime. We were going to protest against the nation being anti-LGBTQ+. We're going to wear these armbands. Oh, you don't want us to do that? Oh, okay, we won't then. Forget it. That is, that's pathetic, especially when you look at it next to what the Iranians were doing during that national anthem. The Iranians, where there's unrest at home, the Iranians aren't singing the national anthem. The fans in the stadium are booing it. These are things that can get them in serious trouble when they return to Iran. That's a protest. And we can't even put a, a rainbow armband on our captain because he might get booked. Take the booking. Change the captain every game. Anyway, if they're not doing it. Instead, we're going to use the armbands that FIFA give us, which, I mean, takes any power out of it. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, the people you're protesting don't want you to do it, so you don't do it. What are you talking about? Anyway, look, I'm going to moan about this for the rest of the World Cup. I'll probably be doing it tomorrow. So join me for that, if that's your sort of thing. Uh, anyway, four games today. Going to be good. I'll be back same time tomorrow with more here on the World Cup Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.